The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. from UC Health Training Center, day six of training camp. I am Danny Williams, along with Bob Stitt, who is, I mean, a legend in these parts, and I think one of, like, a legendary offensive mind way ahead of his time. Coach, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, thanks. So, you know, back when I was at the newspaper, I had a chance to cover lots of your guys' games at Mines, and it was just like I kept going to have a chance to, like, cover what you guys did, and it was uh, so unique and so special, man. You were um, multiple time RMAC coach of the year. I mean, you guys once had some really, really special teams. Um, how are you, for one? Really good. Really good. I've, uh, now that I'm not coaching, I've found these things called weekends. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> well, is it like mine where you got to do yard work? And my wife said, well, you're not done yet. You didn't edge and there's some yeah. other stuff like that. Or? A little bit of that. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it's nice to, to get up on uh, Saturday morning and Sunday morning and not be in a, in a meeting at 7 a.m. Yeah, well, okay, you're out here. It's like the cut, the smell, the grass. You see the players. You put the headsets. When I put these headsets on, I feel like I'm working at the McDonald's drive-thru. When you put them on, you look like you're about ready to go out there and call some plays. It's nice to have have some headsets back on it's good to be you out. look good in them well thank you <laughs> it's good to be out on a football field it's good for my soul to watch some football really okay um so i mean you're still kind of active i said in this like era of guys like you who um teams coaches uh organizations want to pick their brain maybe have you look at players you have been doing some of that stuff and you just told josh over something really cool about uh something that jacksonville had you do i mean like that really cool really cool little line of work that you're in now and the like the skill set and the things that you bring to the table I want you to tell the people about well what we did when I was a, a head coach at, at Mines and at Montana, Montana and even used it at Texas State when I was the offensive coordinator my best friend he created a 60 question structured interview phone interview for me to measure intangible traits because when I went to Mines in 2000 kids did not want to play there and so we had to find guys that were flying under the radar that had zero offers, yeah. but had the the, uh, the intangibles that we thought could be pretty dang good. And uh, it, re- it really worked for us there. And, and uh, five years later, after I got there, we were undefeated. And Chad Freehoff uh, won the Harlan Hill Trophy, yep. which was the Heisman of Division II. Yeah. Signed with the Broncos and played a number of years of, of professional football. And Chad was one of the highest scores we ever had on that, on that uh, assessment. So... I did it at Montana. Wow. There's a lot of great stories about it, yeah. but now I'm doing that for FBS programs, and I, and I had a project with Jacksonville this year where, the, where they had me interview the top five guys they were thinking about taking number one in the draft. So you don't got to say everything about it. I don't know if that stuff's kind of confidential, but did it work out the way you thought it would? Did your questions kind of align with the direction that they, they went into? Well, it's neat with with guys like that because all five of them are great, great players. Yeah, they're, they're, they got the, the <laughs> sure. You know, they get the chance to be number one yeah. in the draft. So the things that separate them are intangible traits. Absolutely. You know, and and we talk we talk all the time about back in the day when Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf were the question of who's going number one. Yeah. Well, now it seems like it's pretty easy, but back then they 
didn't know Absolutely. I could have helped with that. Wow. So you say intangible traits. I mean, so we brought up, you know, Tim Tebow. So it's like, you know, people think uh, the intangibles is like extending plays and being heady. And th- I mean, what do you mean by that? And give me a couple examples. Well, I mean, Tebow's said, a great example because, yeah. you know, he's not the most talented quarterback. Hardly. Didn't throw the ball very well, but yeah. got him to the AFC championship, you know, and, and uh, there's a lot of guys that are really, really talented that never sniffed that. So we're talking about persistence and achieving and mental tough, mental preparation and physical toughness and how, how they develop relationships and Interesting. what they think about team, you I know, love it. All, all that kind of stuff. Wow. So, um, you know, what, what's next for you? I don't know why you're not out here coaching, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, you had a great run, but you look good. You're young. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, is there a, a call every now and then you get that it's more than maybe just some consultant stuff that, you know, you ever want to go try to build something back up and make a, you know, a five or six year run at doing something special again? Or are you just over it? You know, I, I, I don't know. I've not shut the door on, on coaching. Okay. I had uh, multiple uh, inquiries. I'd last, love to know that, you know, that's, and, I, and I love uh, it. the reason I got out was my youngest son was about to be in five schools in four years. Oh, wow. And, uh, that wasn't fair to him. Yeah. And my family had chased me around in football and it was time for me to get back, back. to Colorado so he could go back to his old high school wow. that he would have went to had we never left in the first place. He just graduated and, uh, is attending CU here in the, in the fall. Wow. And, and so congratulations. That kinda, yeah. And we're excited for him. Yeah. And, and, uh, He's had a great year and a half back in in Colorado and reconnecting with his old friends. So I feel great as a parent. The decision I made to get out of football, do I get back in? If the if the right job comes along, the right people contact me, yeah, I might get back in. Interesting. But I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. Well, you know, people kind of look at you or look at you as having this kind of offensive mind or maybe just a mind for being able to you know, make guys do great things. I mean, what's your always like, what has your philosophy been? How did you create the success, not just from bringing the players in, but the on the field product? You know, we, we always felt like we could develop players, and that's a big thing. And, and, and my assessment also yeah. has an index that will predict if a kid's going to get better. We have a developmental index. If they have these certain traits, wow. they're going to continue to grind and never be satisfied. Yeah. Other guys set goals, they hit them, mm-hmm. and, and, well, I've made it now. Yeah. But there, there's guys like Tom Brady that just keep getting better. He's yeah. in his 40s playing his best ball yeah. ever. You know, and that that's what you're looking for is is uh, th- those traits like a Tom Brady, you know, and, and we we just we tried to to do things outside the box offensively to put guys in good positions and yeah. and it wasn't always what everybody thought oh you sh- you know you, you can't win without a fullback you yeah. got to line up with a tight end and a fullback and I'm just like why would I want to run into this box <laughs> yes this is silly now if if I can spit the ball out enough to where they take one of those guys out of the box now we'll run the ball so it didn't didn't make much sense interesting to me. so I had to become a head coach to be able to do the things I believed in yes. and be creative because most head coaches wouldn't let you do it well not only that maybe minds gave you a spot to be able to do that and when, what you turned kind of that program into is very, was you know very 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 kind of special till this day. They'll always be able to hang their hat on the success that you guys had. And they're still, you know, they still have great kids, a great program. Um, yeah, coach. So with Russell Wilson, okay, let's talk about the Broncos here for a couple minutes. So there's some people kind of maybe, I don't know if they're trying to downplay it a little bit, but you know, there's some people who aren't willing to give in or maybe they have to see it to believe it. It feels like they haven't done anything yet, 
but they're already better. And they're mm. maybe even already great because they have Russell Wilson. Mm. Am I putting the cart in front of the horse? or? I don't think so. A guy like him, putting him in the locker room, automatically makes everybody better. It's I call it the Tom Brady effect. You put Tom Brady on your team, everybody takes it up another level because they don't want to let that guy down. You know, and I think Russell, a lot of people don't understand that when he transferred from NC State, I don't even think he went through spring ball at Wisconsin. He got there in the summer. Interesting. And was voted team captain. Wow. So that leadership ability yeah. where quickly he got all those guys buying in and believing in him and trusting him is huge. We are on with former Mines head coach, Bob Stitt, former Montana coach. You've had a really cool – you were at – I saw like a GA at uh, UNC. Oh, yeah, but way back in the day. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, I worked with Joe Glenn. And, wow, and, man, uh, I love that. Loved my time there. Met my wife there, which wow, was awesome. Wow, see, I love that. Yeah. So, okay, so you're um, in town here still? Absolutely. We, we moved right back to uh, the old neighborhood and wow. just live uh, between Boulder and Golden. Okay. I mean, there's no bad part of town, but even there, especially over there, is is, is kind of just right. So, um, okay, man, Coach, I I really appreciate you jumping on with this. Do you have any? I don't. Do you, do you make predictions? Do you, what what is this team gonna? You know, what kind of success do you think this team? I think with Matt Stafford going to the Rams and them being able to kind of accomplish what they did just in one season is gonna make people believe that Russell Wilson can come to the Broncos and maybe achieve some of the same stuff. Again, the Rams were a damn good team before Matt Stafford came and put them over the top. The Broncos might have a little bit more work to do, but now, you know, Peyton Manning was the first guy to do it, you know. Um, go, go in the twilight of a career and win a Super Bowl at a place that, you know, maybe was just kind of this close. So I think the Broncos, while they're not this close, they're maybe about this close, and Russell Wilson's going to close that gap, and these guys, I think, are going to be really good. I I think it, it gives them so so much optimism, you know, and, you know, the mind is a powerful thing. And if you think you got a chance, you can go out and do it. And if they can have some success early, uh, that, that's that's just going to continue I to wanna, grow. I want to implement your 60, you know, your 60 – uh, question <laughs> quiz on some of like these radio guys and see if we, we can weed some guys out here. Maybe give me a promotion here if I hit some of the criteria, if I have the right intangibles. But no, coach, I think you're kind of a legendary figure around these parts. And um, I think it's really cool that you're here today. I mean, look at Russ. It's great, man. It's really cool. I mean, what's it, you know, it's, it's, what's it feel like to be out here? Does it feel like you want to start, you know, um, Running out there, yelling at guys. You're seeing stuff. That, do you see stuff you don't like or anything like that? Or <laughs> you know, I haven't. Uh, you gonna put some notes to together look, for Coach Hackett? I've, I've got a, I've got a pen in my uh, pocket, and let's and, go. Uh, I'm gonna take some notes, and, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on tour next week. I'm hitting Baylor and yeah. Houston and Mississippi State. I'm gonna go wow. to a lot of different practices, and I and, love that. Uh, I'm gonna try to be in a, in a different practice every single day, and and uh, kind of pick the brains of, of people and watch how they do things and how watch they, out for that Mike Leach yeah coach he's Leach a, and I go way back he's a and, wild and, thing man I love, I love that guy oh yeah, I do too I, he's I love just him. I mean I'm, he I love to him to be the coach of my team I'll, I'll spend three hours with him at, at at night and we'll go sit in a bar and have a drink and and five <laughs> minutes is about football oh yeah and the rest of the time is about everything else he's an interesting dude he's got a lot of character man and then you said Baylor against my Baylor man I mean that it just seems like that's the program that, that has been through so much yet you know they're a product that can go and have a lot of success and win they, a big they, 12 championship. That, they really, that really can. And, and coach Rand is a guy that, that, uh, really cerebral and will, uh, 
will love the things that we're doing yeah. as far as because it's not just for recruiting. You also use it. Oklahoma State hired us to, to uh, assess their players. So you find their strengths and limitations and you coach them up. You help them with their limitations it, and, and you manage players. Is that there way. any life assessment stuff you could take from? Or is it purely like a sport for like an athlete? It, it's pretty much football okay. driven. Yeah. I think it's great. It, just, it sounds like you could put this thing together for maybe a real life, you know, um, for the, the the guy who slices the meat at the deli or the banker or <laughs> the, the sports talk radio guy. I think that's, I just think it's very interesting that, you know, that word intangible has always been a powerful one to me. And then we had, you know, the ultimate Mr. Intangible and Tim Tebow around here. So, um, and then, you know, this, again, the success that you guys had there, you had, like you said, the players that you had to find, the unique players you had to find to not only come be able to play at that high of a level and just be able to go out there and play. Yeah. It, but, uh, have success, the success that you guys had. Uh, Coach Stitt, you're the best. Really appreciate it. Danny Bailey, are, are you there? No, man, we really appreciate you giving us a couple minutes because, um, you know, it's it's everyone's going to be pulling on you here. Everyone's going to want to be chatting you up, and we really appreciate you giving a couple minutes. Heck yeah, I think pleasure. we're I, I think we're Twitter friends, so maybe I'll hit you up for an assessment or something. Nice, like, okay? nice. Appreciate Let's do you, it. Coach. You can hang out, too, if you want to, so appreciate you. Uh, Danny, you there? Oh, I'm here. Here. Okay, buddy. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Let's go to break. Come back. Uh, practice kind of in full swing here. They're getting some work done. Can't really say too much what's going on, but it's got the quarterbacks just kind of right in front of us. And, man, you know, Russ leads them. He's he's confident, and I am too as a Broncos fan. I feel good about the whole thing. Let's go to break. Come back on the other side of Smiley Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. We are back in. We're live from UC Health Training Center. Day 6 of training camp. Bob Stittman, he's like, I'm telling you, he's, he's a legend. He's, like, he's ahead of his time. You know, some of the offensive stuff that he would kind of run and put out there was very, very, very unique. And um, the stuff he does now, I mean, like, you have colleges division one high ranking you just saw mississippi state baylor paying this guy to come out there and go assess guys recruits and you know he was just telling me a story about a high school quarterback who he recruited just you know this stuff is super interesting how do i work for a guy like that to make so much money and have so much fun that's what i want to do in life danny bailey you know what i mean here's what i want to do make so much money have so much fun you know that's the dream I guess we'll never know. Uh, 303-831-1340, though. The hotline as well as the text line, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 app. Uh, podcasted versions of our previous works. Uh, a radio on demand tab for that kind of stuff. And they're getting together. Getting stuff done here. Let's stretchy. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Let's stretchy. T- hands up. Let's touch your toes. No cheating. And five, four, three. Now they don't do that. Everyone kind of does that. I like when they do the twisty dance thing. You know the twisty dance thing, Anilo? The twisty dance stretch thing? It's like I'm dancing, but I'm stretching twisty. Uh, okay, Bradley Chubb, let's fire these guys up. Let's show you're a better teammate than some of the junk I saw last year from you there, pal. Getting on, guys. 
Bradley Chubb and Jerry Judy. These guys. Um... Hey, you need that pin back, bro? Good looking out. I don't know who this dude is, but hooked it up today. Music's on. I think that's the official start of of practice is when that music hits. It's 10, 19 a.m. The Mile High City. We're live from Dove Valley. Thanks for being with us. Any, uh, let's see here, Danny Bailey, you got any, if you want to do a text message for or a text or two for us, you could do that when you're ready. And uh, we'll, I want to talk about Lewis Hamilton some more as well. Sure. Well, if we're going to talk about Lewis Hamilton, let's do a text from F. Lewis. Uh, when you were talking about Hackett, he said that this should have been played, and I dropped the ball, so I'm going to play it now. You've got to be number one. I won't tolerate any losers in this family. Your intensity is for shit. Win! 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 You got the interview up already? Yeah, Dang I'm it. pretty good, man. Wow, Eric, has he trained, like, you know what I mean? Because he didn't... It, that 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 uh, little drop we could have of, of, of Emilio Estevez could have been Eric uh, to you and to Alex and those guys that he had all the you know team he has to put on his show. Felt like that. Well, um, it makes it easy when you do a great interview. It's something that I want to put out there for the people in case they missed it or you know didn't know it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. So now anybody that wants to listen to it, Mile High Sports Twitter, you can find that uh, interview with Coach Stitt. Thanks, buddy. Let's see here. So the Dolphins, okay? The NFL stripped the Dolphins of their 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick for violating the integrity of the game. Steven Ross was also suspended through October 17th and fined $1.5 million. You know what he's saying? He's like in Mighty Ducks where like he gives like the high, the high stick. And he's like, five minutes well worth it. Like, that was like, it's a drop in the bucket. It's nothing. That's a slap on the wrist. And the first round pick, that's a big deal, I guess. How big of a deal is, it's a big deal losing that first round pick, but they could have taken like three first round picks from, they, they're trying to throw games. They were, they were trying to throw games, lose on purpose. A professional franchise, that's like Pete Rose type of stuff. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? You know, so I, I don't know, man. All things considered, they're not really slapping guys down. Deshaun Watson's probably just thrilled. Feels like a winner. Zero remorse from that guy. Creep. And then Steven Ross, man. Trying to lose games on purpose. That is wild. I mean, like, you can't make that kind of stuff up. Why, why isn't that a bigger story? Why wasn't that such a bigger story? I mean, it was. I mean, the catchphrase was tank for Tua, wasn't it? Or is this after that? After that. This was like last. Yeah, this well, I guess year. it's just because if you are if you know that teams are tanking. Lawrence. I think they're trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Tank for Trevor? Was that a thing or did I just make that up? No, I think some people said it. I don't think it was as big as tank for Tua, but it should have been. I don't remember much of tank for Tua. Tua's... Pua, to me. What's up, buddy? Uh, okay. Okay. I think the reason it's not a bigger story, Danny, is because it's just kind of like the unspoken thing between NFL teams. 
like some of them aren't competing. So if you're not competing to be at the top, you might as well compete to be at the bottom, right? Because that number one pick means so much. Competing to be at the bottom. So you're making excuses for them? No, I'm saying I the the I'm rationalizing the weak punishment. Interesting. I don't think they should be let off the hook, but that's all right because the NFL is. Do you know what's going to be crazy? Is there probably going to be like a five-game winner this season? The Dolphins probably be like a five-game winner, and that pick would have been like the fourth overall pick of next season's draft. The Dolphins that's, are only going to win five games. I thought they were. They had gotten so much better in the off season. Yeah. The Dolphins. You think they did? They lost a head. I don't coach know. Melvin Ingram, Tyreek Hill, mm. other guys. <laughs> uh, it's like a start over it's like a start from scratch Brian Flores had it going on imagine how good Brian Flores is when he's winning games while they're trying to lose on purpose that's how damn good that guy is I'd hire him pretty quick unless he's blackballed I don't know uh, the ownership stuff I think it's kind of interesting hey let's go iced coffee Um. I, okay, so I don't know if these numbers will ever be revealed, but Lewis Hamilton and like Condoleezza Rice becoming owners of the team, I don't think they even own 1% of the team. Okay? I think they own like, I don't think they own 1% of the team. Maybe like a percentage point of a per, like of 1%. But I bet Not even like a half a percent? Yeah, I'm at a half a percent. Half a percent? Uh, yeah, I'd say a half a percent. I think they're probably putting in like $25 million, maybe $35 million for what would be like a little bit of a steak. They'll probably be paid out a little taste every single year, but before, you know. This is like, uh, it's a win-win. This like, situation like this is like the Broncos wanting the nameability of someone like Lewis Hamilton and Condoleezza Rice to be up in their press box. And, you know, they're not one, they're not even a 1% owner of the team. They might, I probably kick in, Ryan Edwards going to steal this stuff. And he's going <laughs> to, no, no, Stace, I want you to, you know, use it for tonight. Um, I think Condoleezza probably put in maybe $25 million. Same thing with like Lewis Hamilton. They get to be in the owner's box. You know, they get a little in a check at the end of the year. Before you know, in 10 or 12 years, they'd make that money back. They're, you know, they're, they're huge names. Lewis Hamilton is one of the biggest, most popular athletes in the world. Same thing with like Serena with the Dolphins. Serena she has, a, has a box there with the Dolphins and, you know, might, you know, go, go to functions. And she's like a statesman, an ambassador now for that team. So it's kind of cool. I think it's cool for the Broncos to have these relationships. It's not a bad thing. And um, Lewis Hamilton's a pretty cool dude. He was with that pussycat doll. Remember her? I know Ryan remembers her for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's cool. You know, like the – I always thought Star Wars were for pathetic dorks. Now, because the Star Wars guy is one of the owners of the Broncos, I'm totally into Star Wars now. Hey, who's your favorite Star Wars captain? Mine is, um, mine's probably Captain It's Kirk. a trap. <laughs> Fire photons, Danny. Pew, 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 pew. 
So yeah, I got to watch all those Star Wars. I, I I only remember a couple from when I was a kid. I remember Luke Skywalker like hanging with his arm chopped. And he was like hanging off and he was gonna fall down into oblivion or something like that. Whoa, whoa, no spoilers, no spoilers. Sorry, it was like from the seventies or eighties. But there was like he was. I don't know how he was breathing in space for one. I don't know how they were breathing in space, whatever. But it was uh, uh, it was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So maybe in their galaxy, yeah, there's uh, more oxygen in space. You know. Okay, I mean, he got fins in his neck, and we just don't see it, or something like that. But sure, uh, yeah. So Luke Skywalker. Yes, for the first time now, I'm maybe interested in going and seeing all of these movies, and you know, wasting, you know, about a month of my life. I'm gonna dork out. Are you into the Star Wars? I like Star Wars. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's you're cooler than that. Well, you know, it's not something I I didn't used to. Uh, broadcast it but yeah i like star wars they're great stories great characters and they just keep making more and more it's uh my favorite it's a vast star universe a vast franchise that? my favorite uh, when he it's smeagol smeagol who's your favorite is that star wars <laughs> i like jar jar binks who a lot who? of people hated jar jar he's that big fatso no that's job of the hut ah oh. jar jar is the one that came out in the uh in the new trilogy yeah the second installment episode one and he was like a hated character because everyone thought he was very annoying i think the great listener alo might hang out at uh, jabba's bar i've seen him bring home a couple from jabba's bar before Ooh. um okay where were we here um Three, we one, had three, a noit text that I wanted to read because it has to do with the Dolphins. He knows why they're going to be good this year, and it's not just all those guys that I listed off. Um, he said, Mike McDaniel is the truth. The Dolphins are making the playoffs this year, even with Pua. Military black. Dang, she's got those military blacks on. Damn. Uh, can you say that whole thing over again? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so this is from our good friend Noit. He said, uh, Mike McDaniel is the truth. The Dolphins are making the playoff this year, even <laughs> with Pua. Mike McDaniel's like the ugly dork of all the McVeigh crew. McVeigh, um, Kyle. Who's the other handsome one? Oh, LaFleur. And then you got the ugly duckling, McDaniel. Maybe you know that I mean? gives him an extra chip on his shoulder. <laughs> he doesn't have uh, his looks to lean on, so he has to be really good. Yeah. Oh, Nate Jackson might still have some of the best hands out here. I believe that. He said, yeah. Well, he's catching more than Judy. No, I'm just joking, Jerry Judy. I'm done beating up on Jerry Judy. He's great. He's a great guy. He's a good person. His attitude is a good one. He's got a great attitude. I like that Russell Wilson hat. That's a cool hat. How do I give me some of this Russell Wilson gear that all these... I should ask one of his 20 staff members that come to practice for... A little bit of gear. Uh-oh. Alo replied to something. Uh-oh. Alo's sending some tenderoni pictures now. Whoa. My bad, Alo. I'm just joking. Send pics. Uh, okay, let's go to break 303-831-13. This is the Pussycat doll. Nicole Schlesinger. What's her name? Nicole Scherzinger. Nicole. Oh. I said. Don't you wish you were free? Like me. 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 Don
Don't you? Jisakamano's coming down here around. Maybe we can get him on the... Uh, why didn't he come down? Is he working today? I don't know. He's a guest today. He needs to come down here. Hey, Danny, if you want some of that Russell Wilson gear, go to 3brand.com. 3brand? You had to spell it out or just put the number the 3? The number 3, B-R-A-N-D.com. Up at the Fieldhouse team store is some Russell Wilson Nike gear, but it's only in kid sizes. Shorts and a shirt. And JJ would probably think they're pretty wicked, but I don't know. So I don't know. So I'll tell you what happened with my duffel bag yesterday. Oh, they're just nice. It's not like The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Back in day six, UC Health Training Center. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Join the conversation. They're getting that work in now. Um, probably for another 30 minutes. And they're probably getting new. Good put the offense against the defense and put a little bit of a show on here for the crowd. Big crowd now, I think. Pretty solid size of a crowd. It's filled out. Uh, there's still space. There's still, you know, room. And there's even still time to, you know, roll in here if you can make it here. But like 11, 11, 15, it might be worth it for you to come see 45 minutes worth of football. Russ throwing the ball, doing little body work drill stuff, moving the body around. Getting, uh... Uh, his throws in here with the other quarterbacks, and you got guys doing position stuff. They're throwing little tennis balls, doing little tennis ball drop. I think I could be great at this drill. The stuff we work on, uh, like JJ's team, baseball team, we're just doing little, you know, um, bare hands kind of stuff. They're throwing tennis balls to one hand, you drop, you, and then the other one hand, and the other one hand, and the other. You got to catch it and drop it, catch it and drop it. Uh, I think I could be Jerry Judy at this drill. I swear, I think I could. I mean, I don't know if they do the, you know, media day field day anymore but i'm ready to compete this year i'll add some stuff you know accuracy on point um strength um if you make me angry i can get you know the angrier i get the stronger i get like the incredible hulk so it just depends on what's happening there uh great hands incredible hands um Ask my wife. <laughs> and what else can there be? You know, um, agility. I'm a little husky right now. Just a barely a little bit husky. I'm trying to get this little cute belly off I got going. Got this little cute belly. Dad bods are in right now. So, um, you know, it's a, you know, dad bod summer. But we're going to do a little family vacation. Hit the beach. Down by the beach. Here in a couple weeks so i got about 10 days to get this body all tight and chiseled so i'm going on that uh weird diet that cello and i went on all those years ago remember they paid cello and i tons of money to do this we didn't eat anything for a week okay well i was eating tons of almonds and cello was like yeah man uh these almonds and i was like yeah man i'm sick of them and he was like well how many are you eating and i was like I've been eating tons of almonds. It's the only thing you can eat. And he's like, no, you're supposed to eat like eight almonds a day. And you were drinking these gnarly drinks. But like I was lean, kind of leaner at the time, but I still lost 11 pounds. Chella lost some weight too. We had some listeners who lost some pounds too. That was a weird one. I don't, I don't know what it was, but they paid us a lot of money. Reno was doing that one. The legendary story of Reno was supposed to be doing, and he was a big boy. So, you know, they're probably like, let's get this big boy down. He'll become a, you know, a hero for our brand. 
but he brought <laughs> Renault bought brought bags of fruit. You know, like you get a fruit bag. I don't know if they do that at the store with like cup like three apples, uh, three oranges, and like I don't know what else is in a fruit bag. What else would it be? Um, and he like was pounding all this fruit. You weren't supposed to really eat anything. I was eating almonds, I guess, but. Well, anyways, uh, okay, let's see what's going on here. Breaking up music just got turned turned up. Quarterbacks running to the other field here. Defensive guys coming to the other field here. The offense is going to get some work on the separate field, and then they're going to kind of go at it here. I got to get JJ out here. Um. We still haven't made our way out here yet. Well, I have, but he hasn't. Bring the kiddos. It's it's great. It's great to be out here. It's really cool. I think some teams charge you like a little bit to get in here to do some of this stuff. I think the Redskins were the first team to charge. Some teams really don't have much of this. Some teams have a very limited number of accessibility. The Broncos are very free and open. I mean, I wanted Jim Sakamoto to roll over here before the show's over and we could talk about some of this stuff that he helped build and create here. But, uh, yeah. Okay, Danny Bailey, give me a couple other things to talk about that are on your mind. Well, you briefly touched on that Juan Soto trade uh, yes. to the Padres. Did anything else from the deadline or anything about that specific deal jump out at you as the MLB trade deadline approaches here today? Well, Danny, it looks like I'm about to let the cat out of the bag again. Damn, Josh Bell, too? He's the home run hitter. So let's see here this deal. You got the Padres have agreed for a deal to acquire Juan Soto and Josh Bell from Washington. Soto, man... It's weird because baseball, like people are like, oh, yeah, he's just another dude or the next guy. Up. He's kind of revered. He's got a skill set that's very, very special. A lot of people think Juan Soto is going to be like the next great one, like the next great one. Trout-esque in that kind of cut from that kind of molding cloth. I got to tell you, he's had a bunch of big moments this season. He delivered at the home run derby. And, and what was kind of like a historic one leading up to or ramping up to with the Alfonso stuff and just some of the dudes in the Derby, a bunch of talented dudes. He's totally lived up to the hype Juan Soto. And, man, you got to give it up for the Padres because it wasn't long ago that they operated like the Rockies, kind of like a second class in terms of the money they were willing to spend franchise and something happened to them. I don't know if it's the resurgence in, you know, San Diego's been always been great, but they're the only kind of team there. Uh, imagine the summer in San Diego, watching a baseball game, the atmosphere. And why wouldn't you try to spend money to try to compete? You know, you're going up against the, the famed Dodgers and the giants, and they're making the most of that kind of stuff. When those teams come to town, got to charge a few more bucks, ticket sales. Okay. That's cool. Now you get to see Juan Soto. I mean, imagine that, you know, he got, um, they got a great team over there, a bunch of talent. I don't know. You have to have the right guy put it together. They haven't won nothing, but look what they've done. It started with like Hosmer. Remember Hosmer? 
then Machado, and they just start trading for dudes, Clevenger, and they're just now like they're willing to do whatever it takes. Juan Soto, this this trade is historic in in, in kind of nature because for one, he's a rental, so no deal has been announced as part of this uh, that I read a part of this deal. It wasn't like Juan Soto's coming, and they'll also announce a 15-year, 500 million dollar deal. But so, you know, again, if the if he's not signed as a part of this deal or on a new deal, then, you know, they they risk him walking at the end of the season, which is pretty dangerous. I remember. Uh, let's see here. Like I'll give you an example. The brew, the Brewers, right? Wasn't the Brewers um, Brewers traded for the CC Sabathia before the deadline, gave up a ton, some good players. And then he walks at the end of the year. Uh, to another team, so whatever you know, it's the risk you got to take. The Padres are. Let's take a peek here. The Padres are right now. They are 58 and 64, 12 games over 500. Okay, 12 games behind the Dodgers, but uh, the Giants are just a 500 ball club uh, ball club this year. And the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are poop teams. So if we're looking at how the National League is shaping up, well, you have the East uh, with three really good teams in the Mets, the Braves, and even the Phillies are, you know, eight or ten games over 500. Uh, You have the Brewers and the Cardinals in the Central. And again, you have the Dodgers and the Padres. In the West, the, Dod- the the Padres would be when it comes to the wild card standings. Right now, I'm looking at it, would be the second wild card team today. I think, I think if I got it right, you are so, correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, a risk absolutely worth taking. You have a chance to. Dude, for me, I said this a million times. I'll stick by it. Maybe it's one of my Irvisms. Your minor league system, Anillo. Your minor league system is only valuable if you could turn it into major league players. I'm not going to sit around and wait for guys to develop because most guys don't develop. Another one that I use as a prospect is what? Do you guys know what that one? A prospect is what, Danny Bailey? I don't know that one. Damn it. A suspect until proven otherwise. A prospect is a suspect until proven otherwise. So if I got to trade four players, my fourth-ranked guy in the organization and my 12th-ranked guy in the organization, and then a, you know two other guys that weren't as high-ranked, one might be a little older, for Juan Soto? Are you kidding me? See you later, but you know minor league guys who will maybe never play a down or a, 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 an inning of major league baseball. So you know, good for you, Padres. Kind of cool, kind of exciting. I mean, you know, it's if you're a Rockies fan, there's no such thing as like a real, true, pure Rockies fan. Anyone, you know, if there's an older guy who might go to the ballpark and have his hot dog and listen to Drew Goodman in his ear on the radio, there's guys like that, but they grew up Cubs fans. Or they have like an American League team, or they're from the East. You know, it's like no one's really a true Rockies fan. There's no one. They haven't developed that kind of fan base. They never have. Um, so what you have is guys like me who – used to love the Bay Area teams when I was a kid. I used to like Don Mattingly when you were a kid. And then you kind of you wear Rockies if you're a Rockies fan. But it's 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 you almost have you know, a relationship with another team, like a side piece team. And that's it. So, you know, I don't know. I can appreciate the Padres. 
They're kind of lovable losers. I'd like to see them have some success. Why would I want the Dodgers to win? Why would I want the Giants to win again? Sure, Padres, go win. You've done whatever it takes to try to make it happen. Okay, let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Uh, we'll come back with one final mini segment worth of show. Practices in full swing. They're getting real work in here. Got to see the offense be better today. Got to hear uh, what Coach Hackett says. I like right after practice, he gets out there and gets up to the podium and tells everybody what they want to hear. Gives everyone a chance to ask their questions. No funny business. Doesn't make, he doesn't make you wait forever. And he knows you now these guys out here's time is valuable. To, you know too. Jim Sakamano still hasn't made his way over here, and I don't think we're gonna have time to talk to him. So let's go to break in case. Yeah, it's too many. We won't have time, but I'd love to get him. Let's go to break. Danny Bailey and Danny Williams live from Dove Valley UC Health Training Center, day six of training camp at Smile Life Sports. I wonder where I'd go if I could fly around downtown. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams, weekday mornings at 9. You got Zach Seegers right now filling in for Danny Williams, who is sprinting over very, very, very fast. We got Danny. All right. Hey, can you hear me? Turn that one off for me. I think they're both on. I don't think so. Put the green button on this other. Let's see. Yeah. Hey, can you hear me, Danny Bailey? Yeah, I got you. All right. We're all here. Okay. Sorry. 303-831-1340 hotline as well as the text line. Can you hear me, Danny? I can't hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Let's see. Yeah, you're on the air. You're good. Anybody out there? Can you hear in the other headset? You're on the air. You're good to go. Can you hear me? Can you hear him on that? You can hear him? Can he hear me? So we're good. Okay. I can hear Danny, yes. There's only five minutes left worth of show. I ran over and talked to Jim Sakamano. It's a Hall of Famer. Was inducted into the freaking Hall of Fame. And I just said, I think you're the greatest non-athlete figure, obviously next to Pat Bolin, in the history of this franchise. And I include Coach Shanahan. Those are like player figures. But the greatest non-player or, you know, ex- you know, coach figure in the history of the Broncos is Jim Sakamano, man. The stuff that he's just – it's the stuff – he just told me a story. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not. When he went to Coach Shanahan and told Shanahan, hey, I think – he wouldn't really tell me to – I can't really say this, you know, to do much more than the, 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 the point of the story. He said, Coach – I think what we're doing here, it's wrong. We're doing the wrong thing here. We're, do, we're doing wrong. And coach said, so you're saying that I'm more effed up than you, Mike Shanahan, told Jim Sakamano. And Jim said, well, respectfully, <laughs> yeah. And coach said, well, I can see how much it means to you. And whatever it was or whatever decision was made, you know, Jim Sakamano talked the, you know, again, we look at Mike Shanahan as so lovable now, but he was an emperor, man. Coach Shanahan was, again, one of the first of his kind of, you know, um, running the team as a whole, the general manager and the coach. I mean, picking the groceries and, and cooking the product as well. Again, you know, Vince Lombardi and Chuck Knoll might have did that kind of stuff, but that's football of like another generation of, of like yesteryear. In modern football, we know how hard that job is. 
in like the modern era of football. We know how really hard that is. So Jim Sakamano, man, had some good stories. He's a million of them. He's giving me some great ones. How they used to, you know, uh, John Elliott was such a freak-like figure around here, such a superstar. They had to go like sneak to barber shops, you know, and secret cars and stuff like that to get John Elway haircuts. And... You know, it's just that's a different era of Broncos kind of football, but you can't make this stuff up. And yeah, the stories that he has, man, whew, I'll tell you, that's wild. So, um, okay, about three or four minutes left worth of show. I can't hear you, Danny Bailey, so I'm just going to keep talking. Say something, and let's see if I can hear you. Hello? Yeah, it actually went like quiet like quiet or like a dead silence like if I was locked in a room by myself but if you can hear me then we're good I'm just going to keep talking until about 56 or 55 and then I'm going to say music and then I'm going to say goodnight Sheila at some point and then I'm going to uh, uh, try to make sure I tell everybody you're one of my favorite guys and you do a good job but uh, with a few minutes left here um, if it's filled out the hill is filled out pretty good crowd here today i would uh, make it a point here to get here before training camp is over even if you're coming from afar it's super worth it it's it's the experience it's the full experience the broncos are first class or, of an organization and of course jim sakamano the great jim sakamano rolls by who's one of the guys who helped create the brand today that we know as you know these these Denver Broncos, a first-class, world-class, multi-billion-dollar Forbes just came out yesterday. I think the Broncos were the eighth most valuable franchise in the NFL. I think when push comes to shove, I don't know, man. I think they should be in the top five or six. But also, there's brands like the Commanders, you know, that's been a football team since, like, the start of time. You know, the Eagles. Um, the Cowboys are just just – you know, that kind of team, man. They just are America's team. But also in the fullest sense of, you know, all the drama, the highs and the lows and the soap opera that comes with being the Dallas kind of Cowboys. And, uh, yeah. Damn. I'd say probably in about five to eight minutes they're gonna blow a whistle get these players together and get some work in here um straight up you know offense versus defense they got to get this offensive line figured out because draymond jones was obliterating it yesterday and they got to find a way to get this offense um oh i'd say consistently productive I don't want to have to our offense to be taking, you know, big shots and having to connect on big shots every couple series. I think the beauty of having Russell Wilson here is these long, meticulous drives that the off that the Broncos are going to be going on, keeping the defense so, so fresh and just kind of gutting teams and gutting opposing defenses who are going to be on the field for. You know, uh, Broncos going a long, sustained drive, come back, defense get three and out, Broncos going another drive. That's a whole quarter with the Broncos offense on the field. It's going to feel so different. It's going to be different. Everything is different now around here. You can see it and you can feel it. I don't need to wait for anybody to tell me or anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't need to wait to see it. I'm seeing it right now here, the vibe, the atmosphere, the aura, these coaches, Coach Hackett, um, 
there's no time to waste. And I think that was a bit of his frustration yesterday. If he knows how valuable the time is here. So you want to make the most of it. Um, the extra, you know, the after hour stuff we're hearing about that these players are kind of having to put in with the playbook and just some of the scheme stuff. There's just not enough time anymore. But also that's at the expense of keeping the players like fresh and healthy. There's a 17th game now and probably in which will be an 18th game. Who knows? But I don't know if there's music playing, but I'm going to act as the such. And we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a little cleaner. It'll be a little bit better tomorrow. Danny Bailey, thanks for dealing with me. We really appreciate it. Listeners, really, uh, you guys are awesome. I know the interaction and the participation stuff is what makes us kind of special and unique. And when we don't have it, it feels a little bit different. So I apologize for that kind of stuff. But uh, that's it, man. Uh, Danny Bailey, we appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Paparazzi on myself. Live from the Mercer. Run up on Yeezy the wrong way. I might murk it. Flee in the G450. I might surface. Political refugee.